Hey y'all, welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell and I am your host. I wear many hats. I'm a mother and wife of twin boys that go to Buffalo Elementary School. I am a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway right here in Sarver. I'm also a yoga teacher right here in Sarver at the Marketplace on Pike. So I am as local as they get. I've lived in Sarver for over 17 years, and I can't wait to share Sarver Living with you. Thanks for listening. Today, I have one of Buffalo Township Sarver's Soup Township Supervisors, Michael Oling. Hi, Michael. Hi, Sylvia. Thanks for having me here today. I really appreciate it. No problem. I have been looking forward to us doing this interview because it's just, it's nice for the community to be able to see and get to know who our leadership is and who are these people making decisions about our lives here in Sarver. Not that you're making them all, but just to take a sneak peek and just start with one, one, the, one of the township supervisors that I know the best, that's you, and um, give them a chance to just get to know you. So the first thing I wanted to ask you was like, where, are you from here? Like, what got you to Sarver? Well, my parents moved here in the late 90s whenever I was a toddler, and I started first grade at the Freeport Area School District. And uh, I've been here ever since. I, gra- I was a graduate in 2010 at Freeport High School, and then I moved on to Butler County Community College where I have a business degree. So I've pretty much been here my whole life, and I just wanted to jump in and, and really get involved in our community. That is amazing. So you're from here. You know the school district. You know the community. I'm sure you know a lot of people. And then what kind of give me a little bit of a storyline what led you what were you doing before you got into politics what got you into wanting to be a township supervisor for buffalo township whenever i was in middle school i really started to take an interest in politics i started watching the news Uh, i had teachers that were very interested in, in teaching us what is going on in our country in our state And I took a big interest in that and just wanting to get involved. So as time went on, um, I decided that I wanted to just really help my community. I thought I'd be a good steward for this community. I know how to engage with the public and be transparent. So I just felt a need to jump in the race to provide something for this community that it didn't have before. Oh my gosh. And I love, I've heard the story of like, you you really earned your seat where you're at now, and I'd love for you to share that for the listener. So I know that you decided that you were going to, was that the first thing you ever ran for was Buffalo Township Supervisor? Yeah, so it was shortly after my 21st birthday, I decided at the last minute to run as a write-in candidate. Okay. Uh, so on election day, we had these little signs um, that they looked terrible, but people were able to read our read my name on it, and uh, I managed to get seventeen write-in votes, which was above the ten that you needed to get on the ballot. So uh, after that, I was the nominee for my party, and I was headed to the general election, and and uh, it just kind of started from there. And like you said, I did have to earn my seat. I, I ran four different times 
before I finally won. So there and, was, and what period of time? So you ran, and then how, much, how long did you have to wait to run again? So it was every two years, and I mean, there was uh, some speed uh, bumps along the way. You know, I, I did have some trouble in my past, but I've, I worked through that and uh, was able to come back and hit hard. And, and well, you were young, I mean, right? Yeah, <laughs> we, we all make mistakes when we're young and right. stupid, but uh, now I like to think that I'm more... Uh, experienced and, and have more to offer this community now that I've been able to experience life at its fullest. So um, yeah, it was every two years, 2013, 2015, 2017, and then I finally won in 2019, but it was only a two-year term, so I had to run again in 2021 for a actually a full six-year term. It's kind of funny because I ran against every single board member that I currently serve with. I love it. So you've you've you made friends and enemies. No, I'm just kidding. That's amazing. But I'm sure I know a lot of people have so much respect for you. Just seeing the tenacity and the determination to get in that seat. I mean, who does that? Who who keeps going four more times to finally get the seat? I love it. Now tell me a little bit about your role. Like, what do you do as a town? So you're elected. You're like, okay, oh no, what do I? What am I doing now? Like, what? How did you? You just jump right in, or? Uh, pretty much. So every year, at the beginning of the year, we pretty much have a budget meeting, and we figure out how much money do we have on hand coming in. What are our expenses going to be, and then we go from there. So we have our police department and road crew maintaining the public safety of course with uh you know making sure there's no criminals out there and then making sure our roads are safe uh, so there is a big expense there and um just kind of working on the different roads that we have uh, my role is i'm the recreation supervisor so okay i and it kind of overseeing the recreation that happens in our community. Right now we kind of have a pause because we have dissolved the Parks and Recreation Committee and we are integrating it into Friends of Buffalo Township. Right now it's kind of in its infancy stages, so we will be planning a lot of events. There are gonna be some very big changes coming, but uh, we just kind of are, are waiting to, to make that happen. But big things are coming. And I'm really excited for the people in this community to be able to enjoy these different events and things to, to get out and about in the community. Oh, yeah. And I love that because you are and you're perfect for that role because you're always out and about in the community and you're always looking to plan the next thing and have the people gather as a community. That is so great. Um, there was something that I was going to ask you about, like the roads and that kind of thing. So there was, so there's a supervisor that will oversee like the roadways and what someone oversees commerce. Right. So we have our road, uh, supervisor, which is Al Tronic, and we have a police supervisor, which is Gary Rich. Um, we have our emergency services supervisor that kind of deals with the fire companies and EMS, okay. and that's Matt Sweeney. He does a very good job with that. And then, of course, Ron Zamponia, he's our chairman of the board. So he just kind of um, is at the 
at the top of the board to, to kind of bring all those pieces together. So we're all working in different independent aspects, but we do deal with them all. So just because somebody's a supervisor of the roads doesn't mean, mean that, that they're the only right. supervisor in charge of the roads. So we all deal with these different aspects, whether it's the police or, or the roads or even recreation. I do have a good relationship with our police chief because I think that type of thing is important. And uh, moving forward, I would love our community to get to know our police better. I think we should have- They're amazing. Right. I think we should have some sort of outreach where we can bring our community together. With yes, that would be amazing. And I know that you work close in hand with Chris from the trail, right? Yeah, so Chris Ziegler, uh, she's a fantastic lady. She I, is. I love her. I don't even have words to describe how amazing she is and her expertise and then... Uh, dealing with her in the trail, uh, Ken Howard, our township engineer, he put together the grant that we just got seven hundred and fifty. Let's talk about that. Okay, so we have a grant now, and tell us about that. So that grant, and we had a perfect explanation as to why we need that grant happen over the last weekend. So there was a mudslide on three fifty six with these high rains and and just heavy rains, and it just completely washed out a portion of 356 in, in uh, Freeport there, but it also wiped out some of the trails. So we had to have our roadmaster go down there. He volunteered to go down and clean it up, Bob, our roadmaster. So he's, he's very fantastic, but these things can cost a lot of money if, if the project's gonna be difficult. So just a couple years ago, we had a washout happen and it cost $80,000 to fix it. So what this grant is designed for is to restabilize the trail. So that grant money is specifically designated to that. It can't go towards fixing a road. It can't go towards anything else. The state specifically assigns that grant for the trail. So instead of another part of the state getting that money, why doesn't Buffalo Township apply for it? So that's exactly what we did, and Ken did such a phenomenal job to secure that grant for us. So and it was an exorbitant amount, right? Oh, yes. I mean, three-quarters of a million dollars. Wow. Just insane, yeah. And what are the plans for that? Just keep for a rainy day or emergencies, or is there, like, is there like a plan for it? Yes, there's a plan. We want to build up the trail in the weak parts that aren't very stable and just kind of build them up and fortify them. So if any rain or, or any natural disaster would happen, that they're in good shape and, and it doesn't get washed out. Oh, cool. Okay. And um, so the trail right now, what is Buffalo Township responsible for the trail just um, in the parts that are in Buffalo Township? Like, do, does every town, like Cabot, takes care of their part of the trail and we take care? How does that work with the trail? So that's actually a very fantastic question because most people don't know. Uh, it actually is under control of Buffalo Township. So from the point that you get on it in Freeport all the way up to where it ends in Butler, that is managed and overseen by Buffalo Township. Now, obviously, Buffalo Township doesn't have the ability to be at all different parts of the trail and managing all those different entities. So. We have the Trail Council, which is led by Chris Ziegler and her organization. 
that responsibility is delegated to her and her crew of people to oversee all the different parts of the trail and be able to manage anything that would pop up on the trail. We do have some relationships with other townships along the trail, so if something would happen, we do have a working relationship where we can you know, get things done. And then our intermediary, of course, is Chris. So she's basically building all those relationships and maintaining them. That way we can do good things with the trail and provide that great service for the community. So let's say if, if this mudslide happens in Cabot, we would repair that? Um, so there usually are funds that the trail council has uh, available. Okay, so the, for the trail council. But okay. sometimes Buffalo Township does jump in. We do have certain monies allocated towards the trail in our budget every year. So we, okay. if any of those types of things happen, we're, we're ready to jump in and help it out. But we do also rely on the other townships too to chip in from time to time if there's, if there's a problem on their section of the trail. Gotcha. I gotcha. I knew you were very hands-on with that. I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole of the trail, but I did want to um, touch on it because I know that you do spend a lot of time and you are such a huge contribution to it. Um, what is like? What is the future? What is going on here in, in Buffalo Township that you would want the listener to know about? I know that we have a lot of new development. Um, I know that there's talks of, we're not going to bring up the Starbucks, but <laughs> I know there's talks about 356 expanding. Is that, is that going to happen? 356 was due to start expansion this year, but unfortunately the state took that money away and reallocated it to a different project. Mm. So we kind of lost out on that. But one thing that's important is I'm building relationships with our state representatives. Uh, right now we have Abby Major, who is our current state representative, so I have a relationship with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marcy Mastello, if, if she wins her election on Tuesday, she will take over this portion of Butler County due to the redistricting. So I've had... And what is Marcy running for? State representative. And she's looking to get this project right done. so she's been at our last couple township meetings talking to us about the different things that she can help with us i talk with her regularly about you know how are you going to help buffalo township how are you going to make this area great because buffalo township's 2.8 million dollar budget can't cover all these different projects we need the state and the federal government to chip in with 356 it's it's a big price tag on that. So we're looking to get those monies back so we can develop the corridor and get it to where it needs to be. You know as well as I do, if, if you try to go through Sarver between 3 and 6 o'clock every day, it's, it's a traffic nightmare. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just because the road is so bottlenecked. But, and that's why those relationships are important with the state legislators. So I look on cultivating those and, and building on those and, and getting us the money we need to make it happen. I love it. And it's important having those relationships um, because that's how you will get that done. Um, I know that expanding 356 is a little bit, it, there's more benefits to it just even being ease with traffic flow. Uh, there was, I was at the school board meeting last night and um, 
Mr. Hagen was talking about how the potential we can be bringing in more uh, commercial as well. The, the attraction with a larger 356 corridor uh, to bring more business to help alleviate some of the taxpayers' money. Right, and, and to build on that, having those relationships with the state legislators are going to be imperative to making that happen. I think we do need to have more manufacturing in this community. I would love to bring 500 to 1,000 jobs. I would love to bring some big major players that are going to help that tax base and help our senior citizens that are paying wazoo amounts you know, every year. I mean, it, it is getting to be almost out of control. And, and we need to find ways to help our school district with their the liabilities that they're imposing on the residents with, with the tax money. So I, I want to help us all work together to make this community a better place and also a more affordable place for our property owners. Right. Yeah, I know. And it is. It is a big concern. We do live, we live in a, we have a great community. We have a safe community. Um, the taxes are a touchy subject. <laughs> They're not going to go down anytime soon. Um, but I know that that's always a goal to try to, to, to have that happen. And having a voice or an advocate like you to do that is important. I think it's tough because the township has its own taxes, which we, our municipal taxes are the lowest in the county for a community our size. It's the property taxes where, you know, you're paying for the school and, and that's instituted by the school district every year, which is tough to deal with. But I also think the township does have an obligation to figure out and work together with the school district. How can we all work together and, and get this done? So I, I would love to sit down with our school directors and put a comprehensive plan together to, to kind of have a strategy to, to make Does that work. happen? Does the school board <clears throat> and the township council, is it called the council, do you guys communicate or integrate on anything? Are you two separate entities and you see each other on 356 and you just wave? Or what does that well, I uh, want to know. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So we are two separate entities. We are completely independent of each other. We don't have any formal meetings or anything like that. So like you said, if we see each other at Giant Eagle, we're going to wave hi and things like that. But mm -hmm. uh, we don't really have any formal relationship with the school board at this time. And how could, um, and you know, because this is Sarver Living Podcast, and we are always looking like, how can we make Sarver Living its best? Like, what? How could the township benefit from there being more of a relationship between the two entities? I think when you're building relationships, you're building a foundation. You're making everything stronger. Stronger. A mm -hmm. rising tide is going to raise all ships. Mm -hmm. So I think just us working together is going to be so beneficial. It's going to be great for the students and the parents, but then it's going to be great for the taxpayers. If mm -hmm. everybody can work together and we can put together some sort of strategy, I think it would be great. Okay, and who's going to do that? <laughs> I, I'll volunteer. This is my call to service. You're, <laughs> I'll volunteer yeah. myself. Uh, I have reached out to our school board president okay. and... Uh, 
we haven't set it we haven't set a meeting at this time mm -hmm. um we're trying to figure out some schedule stuff but uh soon as we do I, I am really looking forward to sitting down and meeting with him so we can yeah. work together and conquer this together yeah adam is very he's always you know he's open he wants to listen he works hard i i i like him being on the the president of the school board. I think he's doing a terrific job. Um, so what, anything else, what else can we talk about? We're on a podcast, so it's not a formal thing. Sometimes we, we, we got to move to the next subject, but we don't know exactly what that is. Um, so you are a career, going to be a career township supervisor, politician in our community i mean if, if you want to call it that we can yeah. but uh you know i i hate to use the term career politician because it has such a bad it does it doesn't, to it. i know but sometimes <laughs> it doesn't either because i mean i've never been an elected official but i feel like i'm a career politician well the thing i want to point out to everybody <laughs> is uh, people in those high-end political jobs county commissioners state legislators yeah. they're making 80 to ninety thousand dollars a year with cadillac benefits your township supervisors make 183 dollars a month after taxes so we're obviously wow. not doing this for it's the a, money of service <clears throat> it's, right. it's right. a volunteer service position mostly i yeah. i spend most of that 183 dollars driving out and talking to people in our community so yeah, what does it do, like, what, how much time do you spend on it? it? Like, what do you, what does a normal week as a township supervisor look like for you? Uh, I mean, there's really no normal week, per se, because I do a lot of engagement where I'm trying to talk with people. So I'll, I'll even have people message me at 11, 12 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. If I'm still awake, I'll, I'll be up. I mean, just last weekend, I, I was having a conversation with somebody until 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I, I, I'll be engaged wherever I'm, I'm needed. Uh, we have our township meetings twice a month, uh, several months throughout the year, and then a couple months we only have one meeting a month. So we do all of our business at those meetings and uh, everything else just kind of, kind of comes along as needed. You know, if there's a project going on, we'll drive, you know, one or two of us will drive out and take a look at it and go from there. But there's really no set schedule. You know, I'll go in and sign off on some checks and things like that. Not, nothing too crazy, but... Uh, but you do spend, I mean... Uh... <clears throat> A, a good amount of time on it. I would say, yeah. I mean, I probably do. If you, if you kind of add it all up, I do spend about 20 to 25 hours of my own time every week. There you go. What do you, um, what do you, do you think our township is ready for the growth that is actually, I mean, it's pretty evident, the growth that's happening. Do you think we're ready for it? Are we ready for it in a, from a, infrastructure point of view like are we ready for it i think we are ready for growth one thing i do want to point out is you see a lot of this development but people don't realize over 75 percent of this township is still rural mm -hmm. 
So you see a lot of it because it's, it's right on 356. It's right on 356, but you go back there off, you know, Monroe Road or Smith Road or Howes Run Road. I mean, you're looking at trees and wildlife and I mean, we're still a pretty rural community, but to build on your point, are we ready? I think we need a good, healthy balance. I don't want us to become a cranberry. I don't want us to just get completely out of control. I think we're doing a good job, and uh, we, we have a good team of people that are really looking at this and, and how can we manage this in the future and, and maintain our rural identity. I mean, yeah, you see it on 356, but once you get off 356, it's all farm country. But uh, as far as the infrastructure goes, like I said, I, I can't wait to work with our state legislators. We've never had that opportunity before. So I'm kind of taking that bull by the horns and really want to make sure we get the money from the state and federal government uh, to, to uh, build up the 356 and our other roads. We did just get a grant for Harvey Road, and, and that was through a relationship with our state representatives pushing that through and, and, you know, writing their letters of support and things like that. But uh, as far as the school district goes, they do need to also work with state legislators and things like that. Well, I brought that point up last night at the school board meeting that there does, I mean, is there, um, just with the proposed budget that's out there uh, right now, um, is it possible for us to get more money from from the state and federal government? Um, unfortunately, what happens is Buffalo Freeport School District eighty five, I think eighty five or sixty. I don't remember. It's it's a, it's above sixty percent of the school district is in. Buffalo Township, and Buffalo Township is considered, in their eyes, an affluent community. So that's why we have a hard time getting that money. But the question that I did ask was, well, is it possible, is it out of the realm of possibility to, if you had someone knocking on the door every day, could that money be gotten? Which I think is possible. So even uh, someone like you, you know, Creating those uh, connections and making those friendships with people that are in like higher up positions opens a gateway for us in the community. The nice gentleman we were just talking to in the parking lot was who was that? Uh, that was Mr. Dan Krisbelek. So he was a former township supervisor. He had served us for many years and. That man is just a wealth of knowledge oh my goodness. and experience. And I didn't want to stop talking to him. He's one of the most friendly people I've ever met. And, and to kind of build on that point, it was just kind of fate that I met him here today. Yes. Right before this podcast. And, you know, he was coming out of smoking toads with uh, some fish sandwiches. Yes. And he was actually one of my mentors when I first got involved in politics. So being able to pick his brain, I mean... Man, it's just phenomenal. Well, and it sounds like he has relationships with ten, tons of people out there in legislation. Um, and I bet that he did. I don't know his history uh, of being a township supervisor, but I feel like he probably did bring a lot of benefit to this community when he was in office. I'd love to hear more of those stories, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, this has been amazing. Um, 
What do you think, what else do you want the, before we hop off, what would, else would you like the listener to know about Michael Oling, Buffalo Township Supervisor? I just want people to know I'm committed to this community. Sometimes there's issues out there and, you know, people take one side or another. I just want people to know I'm always available. I'm easy to get along with. If you have a question about something, please get in touch with me. I am more than happy to spend 10, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour if need be to, to really talk to people about stuff. Because at the end of the day, you know, there's not a lot of information just publicly thrown at everybody. We kind of all have to dig through it on our own and and figure out our viewpoints and and how we're going to look at things. So people have questions about stuff. I'm on Facebook. Uh, My information's on the township website for my phone number. Obviously, I'm not going to give this out publicly on a podcast because anybody anywhere. Yeah, you'll be getting calls from Asia. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't want that to happen. But uh, yeah, emails, phone calls, direct Facebook messages. It's all good stuff to get in contact with me. That's great. Thank you so much, Michael. I've really enjoyed it. I can't wait to have you back on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about. Um, Oh, any events that we need to know about? Upcoming events right now. Oh, there's Sunday in the park at the Audubon at uh, Buffalo Creek Nature Center. Which yeah. you're friends with you're friends with them too. So yeah, the Audubon's been great. Karen Stein is doing amazing. a phenomenal job down there. Yeah, her and, and Jenna and Jim Bonner. Like mm-hmm. you know, they, those people are amazing. They what are. They've done. They are. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Michael. I can't wait to see you next time. Alrighty. Thank you, Sylvia. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening, everyone.